Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Welcome to Leftover, a new podcast because there's not quite enough of them on the market already. Um, we're, you know, doing that thing where we were supposed to start a podcast when we went into lockdown one year ago, and because uh, we're all depressed and 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 uh, always online too much, we're, we're just a year late for that. But we are finally doing it. That passion project. As part of your citizenship, you can say you're assimilating into white culture by starting a podcast. Exactly, exactly. I mean, this yeah. is um, this is I'm I'm doing this podcast just so that the home office, uh, so that I can actually provide a, a better CV because podcasters, uh, it is well known, are fast tracked uh, for the citizenship <laughs> process um, because, as uh, you know, the home office knows that that's where the real, uh, you know, future of information lies you know it's in podcasts uh so yeah this is this is what i'm trying to do you know rise and grind my name is arjun uh i'm a writer occasionally <laughs> i write sometimes and i'm a climate activist i'm with a group called global justice block um and uh, we are currently on sort of semi-covid hiatus um and um other than that i'm a you know just a, a guy who probably spends too much time online and finds his own jokes a bit too funny. So I'm um, Nikita. I was a sex worker before the pandemic hit, and I guess I kind of still am, just uh, more occasionally. And my, my main thing, I guess, is I've been doing a lot of sex work activism for the last, I don't know, five years. That's kind of it. I'm just um, also extremely online kind of all the time. <laughs> I don't know what else to add to that, really. And we're both South Asian. That's that's the USP. Oh yeah, yeah. We're both, that's the we're USP. <laughs> we are atypical South Asians. Um, you know, we you yeah. know we we refuse to fit the mold because we are radical and we want to you know redefine conventions and you know break new boundaries and all of those things. Right. So I came back to Twitter after a two year break last June. And that's where I met you. And you'd been on Twitter a bit longer, haven't you? Yeah, at the beginning, I wasn't very involved with UK left Twitter. That's for sure. Um, even though, you know, I was I was a supporter of Jeremy Corbyn's and I've been following uh, Corbyn's leadership of the Labour Party uh, since 2015. Um, but uh, I hadn't gotten so involved and I wasn't a member of the Labour Party yet at that point either. Um and uh, yeah, it was only really, I would say, in the run up to the election last year that I became a little bit more involved in, in those circles. But in terms of the the sort of overt, you know, extremely online presence, that's definitely been a feature of lockdown, you know, and, and of COVID. Yeah, and I think that. Yeah, I think most people that we interact with and talk to on a daily basis, they've come more into it over the last year or so what was kind of weird to me at least at, at a personal level was uh you know um my my main sort of social media use before that was like facebook and a bit of instagram i guess uh but i mean even facebook i hadn't been using it like regularly since maybe like 2013 or 14 or something like that you know and even before that i was mainly using it because i was running nights when i was back at university and i was using it to you know promote my uh, my nights and things like that um uh, and, you know, I think there's definitely been, been a shift, especially over the last 10 years of, of the demographics uh, on, on Facebook. And, um, you know, Facebook obviously has a much bigger base, but then also just the fact that it, be it became more the sort of the boomers platform, you know, like the parents platform in a way. And um, yeah, and uh, and the the conversation, um, at least in some respects was being directed more from somewhere like Twitter than 
from somewhere like Facebook. But it's 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 in a way it's quite ironic to say that as well because when you actually think about uh you know the elections and you know Cambridge Analytica and just uh what the Tories did in the last election for example just flooding Facebook with fake ads um you know something like 88% of of conservative election ads uh for the before the 2019 uh, general election had false information on them and this was published like a week <laughs> this was published a week <laughs> before the election and oh. and no one no one gave a shit there was no misinformation in any of the labor ads uh, but that clearly didn't matter well so, even on um, twitter didn't the conservatives change mm. their blue ticks account to be like Fact check, fact, UK. fact check yes. UK. Fact check UK. Yeah, I mean was it was. The thing, the, it, I didn't imagine that. It was CCHQ. I mean, it's a conservative HQ, you know, and and um, they changed their official account to Fact Check UK, and and oh, um, in the middle of the um, in the middle of the live TV debate, and tried to like debunk Labour's points with bullshit. Uh, and again, I mean, like when you actually remember all of the things that happened in the run up to the election, you will think that you're going crazy. Uh, I think that, you know, even now, even now, I don't think that there's been anything close to a real assessment, like in a real reckoning of what exactly went down, um, you know, before the election and especially the role that the media played, I was going to say, you know, in, in yeah, creating. Even, even 2017, we know that the, the Labour Party was doing it to themselves, let alone what they were feeding to the media and what the media was doing on their own version and what the Tories were feeding to the media and what the Tories were doing. <laughs> like, we've been cheated out of so much. Well, that's the thing, right? And, like, that's that's also the point at which, you know, like, when that, when that exit poll came out and, you know, like, you just kind of felt your heart sink and there was that moment of, like, yeah. denial, like, you know, like, this can't be real, you know, and surely it can't be this bad you know and and your heart is just kind of sinking at that point and then like one of the first uh reactions that i had since then and and that is that has kind of stayed since as well is like how fucking naive could we have been to believe that you know that, yes. that we could have won uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine them letting us have socialism or mild social democracy in this country i mean when when Corbyn got elected in 2015 as a Labour leader, um, obviously no one said, thought that he would have any chance of of, of winning the election. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know he kept on proving everyone wrong, right? I mean he he won the the leadership uh, race with a, a historic majority, um, saw off the coup challenge a year later with an even bigger majority. Uh, was seeing you know. The, the party membership double in size, you know, with a massive surge of, of youth, um, youth involvement in, in the Labour Party for the first time in decades. And um, then obviously in 2017, when Theresa May called the election, it was ostensibly with a goal to wipe out the Labour Party entirely. It was basically yeah. to get the result that Boris Johnson got in 2019. That was the result that Theresa May was hoping for in 2017, but she completely, um, it, it didn't work. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I think that that was really also a point where, at least for me as well, you know, and I'm guessing it would have been for a lot of other people as well, that would have been a point where you're like, holy shit, we might actually be onto something and we could actually fucking win yeah. this, you know? And um, right there and then, you know, there was talk, I remember in 2017, like, because, um, uh, you know, the, the immediate uh, polls, like right after the election showed uh, Labour leading, you know, for like by significant leads as well. Um, and, uh, was it 20 you know, then points, obviously, was it? Uh, no, no, not quite twenty points. <laughs> not quite Sorry, twenty points ahead. <laughs> but one day, maybe you know, maybe, maybe we'll 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 be twenty points ahead. Um, but um, any other leader, I say we'll be. I mean, I do not. I Labour think I, I don't not even join the Labour Party. So. I, I, and I like that's that's the thing as well. You know, like growing up, seeing the Labour Party as. Uh, you know, uh, the party that took this country into Iraq and that was, yeah. um, you know, Tony Blair, who, like, m that was my radicalization into politics, you know, was was the Iraq war when I was young and um, was, uh, you know, like, my, my parents were very left and, uh, you know, growing up very critical of, of, of Blair's Britain. Um, and so even the idea of ever having, of ever joining the Labour Party would have seemed absurd when I was, you know, young. Um, but... 
I did, uh, as did a lot of other people for the first time, you know, as did a lot of yeah. other people vote for the first time, campaign for the first time, go door knocking, phone banking, all of these kinds of things, you know, like they got involved in, in the electoral process for the first time in their life. And I think that this is also something that, again, hasn't been fully reckoned with, you know, like how, you know, Corbynism was able to inspire such a... Um, such a, a huge amount of grassroots support and, and you know, such a, such a massive yes. amount of yeah. uh, enthusiasm, you know, um, like, like, you know, someone was saying on Twitter, like um, lines around the block, uh, you know, like these kinds of numbers, we haven't seen that in politics, you know, in, in decades. Um, and it's unlikely if we're going to see it again. Yeah, I can't imagine, I can't think of anyone in this current Labour Party I mean, maybe like a like Zara Sultana in a few years or something, but that they're not going to let that happen. Not again. We're coming up to a year of Keir Starmer's leadership of the Labour Party, and I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I didn't have particularly high expectations. I had pretty low expectations, let's say, when when he got elected. I voted for Rebecca Long Bailey, and uh, I mean. I'm actually kind of impressed at this point by his commitment to making the worst decision, both morally and practically, at every single turn over the past. I couldn't over I didn't the past anticipate it would be this bad. It's astonishing. Just catastrophically fucking horrific. And and like <laughs> he hit someone with his car. <laughs> he, he ran over. <laughs> Uh, allegedly no 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 he did i mean he hit a delivery cyclist allegedly (laughs) allegedly we have to say those kinds of things right but uh he hit a fucking cyclist and like that doesn't (laughs) and and uh allegedly hit an alleged cyclist uh um and uh, (laughs) and uh if that isn't you know, symbolic of Keir Starmer's <laughs> leadership of the Labour Party, and I don't it's really know what is. Absolutely, I mean, it's a it's a car crash, but he's just ran over a gig worker. You know, using his SU, using his <laughs> SUV, SUV, which he's running in London, like which is like one of the most un- environmentally unfriendly things you can do. The man lives in you Kentish know. Town. <laughs> in Kentish Town, you know, and then like running over a fucking gig worker, a delivery worker in. In the middle of the fucking pandemic, you know, like one of the most important type of workers, basically, you know, an and op. who is I've one of the most precarious workers op. as well. This cannot be real. <laughs> Allegedly. I mean, just actually, <laughs> actually fucking incredible, right? And like, um, and speaking of like the opposite of, uh, you know, this kind of enthusiasm and, um, and support which Corbyn inspired, you know, Keir Starmer has had to allegedly by one third of his fucking Twitter followers as bots. <laughs> he, he is inspiring a huge amount of spite towards him and a really impressive amount of spite towards him. Like, left-wingers got Starmer quits trending on Twitter. It, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I mean, I, th- I think that we, like, you know, we, we talk a lot about the, the power of, you know, the overly online left and the influence of the overly online left and 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 don't get me wrong um i think that there's no doubt a huge amount of you know talent there there's there's a lot of very uh you know uh, a lot of very vocal people with a lot of very good opinions on things um i think we do sometimes tend to overestimate our you know our reach uh and and also yeah. just because of the echo chamber nature of um off Twitter as well. I, I remember that's another one of the things I remember sort of thinking um, after um, after the general election was just sort of how much of an echo chamber we clearly were. And, you know, like just the fact that you're seeing the same, you know, curated timeline, um, you know, and then you get the impression that there's overwhelming support for Corbyn when actually in reality it might be a lot less than you, than you think it is. Um, yeah. And, and like the timeline that I was seeing and when I was phone banking, you know, in... Um, uh, marginal leave voting seats like uh, like Care Philly and like uh, Colne Valley and um, Dudley North, um, in, in, uh, <laughs> all of these places, um, um, it was clearly not matching up. You know, it, like so. So there is there is definitely that element to it, and and I think that it, yeah. like 
I, I mean, maybe I my experience isn't the same as, as as others, but I think a lot of other people would have probably had the same experience as well, you know, when they were doing yeah. uh, canvassing at the last election. I think both of us being sort of young ethnic minority people living in inner London, um, that also peppers kind of who we're interacting with on a daily basis and what their priorities are. And and once again, I think um, the numbers as well, you know, on Twitter are just much smaller than on Facebook, you know, and I think that's also something yes. that we tend to forget. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, just there's just the complete lack of accountability on, on Facebook in terms of, uh, you know, um, fake news, but also... You know, the, the fact that we, we basically know that Mark Zuckerberg is, is working with a lot of these white nationalists and, and actually yeah. very much, you know, condoning um, this kind of this, these kind of politics to, to proliferate. You know, it's it's uh, it's profitable for him, you know, like stuff like QAnon, for example, you know, wouldn't have been able to happen without Facebook, you know, um, and, uh, you know, without just the, the massive reach of, you know, suburban, you know, not overly online uh, or at least. O- overly online boomers, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, who uh, you know who don't exactly have a lot of media literacy. Yes, that's a, that's a very nice way of putting it. I think maybe we'll get to this later, but these kind of uh, like online squabbles that people are having, they have more facets within your actual life now compared to pre-lockdown. You've we've lost so many parts of our lives, and these kind of internet things are like filling the holes. And that same kind of, like, emotional attention we were giving to those things before are now being filled in online. And with certain people that's turning into the QAnon and the anti-lockdown stuff. Like, I yeah. jo- I briefly joined, um, oh, what's his name? Toby, what, Toby Young's... Um, oh, the free, sp- anti- the free speech union. Anti-lo- well, no, I, I joined his anti-lockdown dating forum. Oh my god! Because, <laughs> what was that I, like? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I made a little character for myself, but then eventually I kind of left and I came clean to a few of them because they just seemed uh, like was it was it a, was it a free speech nice, dating forum? Men. Well, it was the um, the COVID skeptics forum. Oh, right. He made a little dating section on it. <laughs> And I like I hoodwinked quite a lot of these guys, but some of the like it was just this one guy who was telling me you know he lived in like one of the home counties, and you know he's a a bachelor in in his fifties and he likes to rescue birds in his free time and I was like I can't do this I can't do this <laughs> to this nice man who rescues birds <laughs> and I was just. <laughs> So oh I dear! To him, and I was like, "I'm sorry." I'm like, uh, "This is a bit very, very left wing." <laughs> I was going to print screen you and put you on the internet, and he was like, "That's okay." Would you still like to go on a date? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Bless. Nice man who rescues birds. Oh, I mean, he rescues birds, and there's also probably you know into QAnon. <laughs> but, <laughs> British QAnon. You know, um, yeah, exactly. Um, or the whole oh, the anti- Turf almost, haven't they? Just the other yeah. day, for example, there was some some deranged account, like, quote tweeting Owen Jones, um, because, you know, Owen Jones, uh, you know, just just said some very like very basic uh stuff in favor of trans rights uh and uh this guy like some account uh quote tweeted him just saying like call your mother a vulva owner and i'm just like thinking <laughs> what like what uh, who does that like well yeah i mean like who calls their mother a vulva owner I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and again uh in the UK, I mean, if there, there's people listening to this who are, are are not in the UK and are not particularly familiar with the discourse here, this oh man, there's a reason. There's a reason why why it's called Turf Island. The transphobia in this country is just absolutely bonkers uh, compared to you know other Western European countries or even North America. Like in in the states, for example, the discussion is significantly you know further along. And um, I mean, even just in the first days of office. 
Joe fucking Biden, you know, of all people, you know, like is able to like this is incredible to me. Like Joe Biden, you know, like a guy who's like worked with segregationists. This guy uh, is, you know, fur- further to the left or at least, you know, more progressive than Keir Starmer's Labour Party on many issues, including trans rights, you know. So like uh, this is actually fucking remarkable to me. Like, I mean, Keir Starmer's yeah. um is so committed to his bit, you know, that he is actually now, you know, tacking not just to the right of the Tories uh, on the economy, you know, because obviously the stuff coming out of uh, out of the, the Shadow Chancellor is all about, uh, you know, responsible spending and the fact that, you know, we've spent all this money over lockdown and, you know, there there isn't an infinite pool, there isn't a magic money tree, you know, I mean, it's the yeah, same. Yeah, attacking the one slightly not fucking shit thing that Rishi Sunak has done is Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's it's actually fucking incredible. Not only are they tacking to the right of, of, of the Conservatives on fiscal policy, but also on migration, you know, like now oh these people, God, yeah, yeah. you know. To the to the right on Border Patrol, to Pretty Patel. <laughs> there, like today there was, um, the headline kind of blew my mind. Yeah, so the Labour Party tweet is, the country is in lockdown, but our oh, borders yeah. are open. So Johnson is ordering MPs to abstain on a Labour vote to close close our borders. Imagine I mean, it's, this it's, a year ago. It's it's just it's actually insane to me. I mean, like, and if you see the graphic, I mean, it's it's all in black and white. Uh, it really looks like just just straight up fascist propaganda. I'm sorry, it really really does. And I remember being laughed at by friends. Um, you know, about nine months ago when I was saying that Keir Starmer is going for the EDL vote. And uh, within two weeks of that, we had uh, Nigel Farage endorsing uh, Keir Starmer for his comments about BLM, you know? And um, yeah. if that doesn't tell you, you know, I mean, this this guy has... Like, what one of the main reasons I've left the Labour Party is because as a, as a brown guy living in this country, especially at a time of rising racism and, 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 uh, you know, fascist rhetoric coming out of the home office. I, I no longer feel safe in the same way that I did, uh, you know, when growing up here. And, and I don't think that in the Labour Party, I have a, I have a, I have a party that's willing to actually look out for my interests and to actually, um, you know, look out for my, for my, for my well-being and for for people that look like me. No, we're votes that they're actually taking for granted right now because they want to win back the people who've abandoned them. And I don't think they, they've thought about or even particularly care that a block of their votes are ethnic minority people who they're actively shitting on. And it must have come up at some point and been like, this rhetoric you're doing right now to win back these straw men of who you think Northern voters are, is going to alienate your inner London ethnic minority voters. I mean, they've they've entirely been taking us for granted. They've not just been taking the left vote for granted, but the POC vote for granted as well. And at the end of the day, for me, it makes very little difference. I live in North London. I live in a very safe Labour seat. And, um, you know... Oh, you're always going to be Labour and Hackney. (laughs) And you've got one of, like, possibly the safest Labour seat uh, where you're living. Um, And... uh, so individually, you know, my vote counts for very little anyway. Um, and yeah. um, Labour is not getting my fucking vote again. Like, there is no way. And and this is exactly, you know, I, I said this before as well. Like, this this is the calculation that they're making is that, you know, that we don't have anywhere else to go. You know, that the left in general don't have anywhere else to go. Um, I think one of the reasons, um, you know, uh, and and what we were talking about, the communities that have formed on Twitter, uh, the, the left community, and I think this, we sort of, Failed to mention this a little bit before, but um, I think the one thing that sort of unites this otherwise very disparate and once again very dysfunctional community <laughs> is the fact that we all, you know, supported and 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 campaigned for Corbyn, um, yeah. and um, something that's like quite interesting that's come out of all of this is is also how different a lot of these communities are within, you know, the, the you know. The broader umbrella of Corbyn supporters, and yeah. uh, also how how remarkable it is that Corbynism was able to you know get so many different you know um, people from so many different uh, backgrounds and and traditions and uh, you know politics uh, and walks of life you know to to join the movement basically. Yeah, like um, I don't know how you kind of how he fits in with your politics, but for me he was a compromise, but that compromise meant that. 
2017 was the first general election I ever voted in. Me too. And I don't, I don't think I'm, unless Labour really pull it out the bag with the manifesto, I don't think they will. But I'm leaving that door slightly ajar just in case. Um, they won't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying I won't vote for them ever again. But that was my Corbyn was my compromise, and Corbyn got my vote. And now I they probably lost my vote. I don't know how it works. I don't know with you whether you were like fully on board with everything, or he was your compromise too. Yeah, uh, so so Corbyn was 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 the compromise candidate for sure. Like my my background, uh, you know, I'm I'm Bengali. I was born in Calcutta, which is for those who don't know, um, Calcutta is the capital of the state of West Bengal, which is in eastern India. Uh, it was um, you know under communist leadership for the for about thirty five years, um, from I believe uh, nineteen seventy five till two thousand and ten or something along those lines, um, and. Um, for the last basically close to a decade it's been um un- under the leadership of a uh, of a centrist government and the far right are really really looking to take over there right now but bengal has a strong left tradition and um you know i you know my my parents come from that tradition and that's kind of what i grew up in and and so that tradition was is is one of protest politics and it's one of uh, you know extra parliamentary politics and um you know, so 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 even the idea of you know the electoral process, like just growing up, there was a, a sort of core fundamental understanding that the electoral process is uh, inherently rigged and it's inherently corrupt and and broken and it's it's never gonna you know provide you with the solutions, and you know especially kind of growing up through third way politics and you know which is in itself like the politics of, com- of compromise, right? I mean it's the it's the ultimate politics of, com- of compromise, uh, and. Um, you know, growing up in that, like your your political imagination becomes so completely limited, right? And and even though I, you know, grew up a Marxist and I was, you know, I, and I, I've over time become far more of a Marxist. Um, but uh, even you know when I went to university, which was a very liberal institution, and and you know, there was a lot of talk of you know progressive worldviews, but seen through a very sort of liberal lens and. Um, you know, the political imagination was just very limited, and 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 my involvement with, with politics was always sort of extra parliamentary. And you know, when when Corbyn got elected in twenty fifteen, and like I said, you know, I was sort of following um, his leadership. And yeah, at, at the beginning, I thought at least at least for once, you know, the Labour Party seems to be actually a party that you know represents by and large my politics. You know, like at least yeah, or at least like you maybe, know maybe there was a space for us in parliamentary politics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um but even then, you know, like we didn't none of us thought that Labour would win until twenty seventeen. You know, like until yes. the twenty seventeen result, you know, which was a, a, a massive shock to everyone, even then none of us thought that that would actually be a possibility, right? Uh, and then we realized in 2019 that it, no, it, it wasn't a possibility, <laughs> and, and, uh, and we were really, really fucking stupid to believe that it could have been. Uh because yeah. at that point, I think, you know the entire establishment so that's the the tories the labor right the incredibly right-wing media in this country and and the corporate interests that they are beholden to all pretty much said okay like this cannot happen and this this is way too much of a disturbance to the status quo and um and sort of the the coordinated full frontal assault on corbyn's personal character and on the integrity of the Labour Party and completely dismissing it as um, um, not just, you know, incompetent, but also a racist party, which is genuinely one of the most egregious things to have happened in, yeah. um, in you know, recent British discourse. And, and it's one of the reasons, once again, you know, uh, that the whole discussion around race in this country is so fucked at the moment and, and why yes. Keir Starmer's response has been so fucking appalling and, and, and why it's been so... Just so shocking, and and yeah, especially as a person of color, it's just not good enough. And yeah, that that will not get my vote. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh god, yeah, I remember just sort of watching. I was up until I think got nine a.m. watching the coverage in twenty nineteen, and I it went from you know like sheer devastation when the exit poll dropped until just sitting and watching and just feeling more and more like a fucking mug and like I'd been taken for a ride 
Um, God, it just it makes me feel like the bottom of my stomach has fallen out my ass when I think about it. It really does, and and you know, I mean, it 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 might sound pathetic to some people to say, but like I have experienced far more traumatic things in my life, but. The, that election traumatized me more than any of those other things. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like <laughs> I understand what black pilling is now. <laughs> yeah, and like, and and I mean, if that you know, if if like the election and then twenty twenty and and COVID and and just the fucking shocking way which with which this government has uh, you know handled COVID, a uh, hundred deaths. Uh, sorry, hundred deaths, hundred thousand deaths uh, confirmed. Um, <laughs> counting probably higher you know countless people out of jobs and in destitution um you know on the verge of being evicted the entire economy sort of on the verge of collapse from uh from from brexit the whole uh healthcare system on the verge of collapse and sort of being and and you know contracts underhanded contracts for ppe for you know uh, oh, um, God, yeah. uh all, all sorts of other things kind of being being sold out to their Matt mates you know or whoever it is you know exactly the test and trace system giving you know being given to someone's wife you know like i mean just just absurd yeah. absurd brazen open corruption you know which is happening right right and in front feel, of our faces you feel so helpless as well like like so so i mean if if that you know hasn't if that didn't black pill people you know i feel like this this last year certainly fucking should have, you know, because they're doing it right in front of everyone's fucking face. One of the most symbolic things of Trump's presidency, for me at least, was when uh, Jamal Khashoggi, the Saudi journalist, was killed. And um, Obviously, there was a big international outcry and there was, you know, calls for investigation into his murder. Allegedly, the Saudi uh, royal family was involved uh, in, in all of this. And, um, you know, allegedly. under uh, <laughs> allegedly, you know, and uh, the under under normal circumstances, uh, you know, the, the president of the US would just say, look, it's, you know, a matter of, you know, international dis- diplomacy and we can't get involved and yada, yada, yada. Donald Trump held up a fucking chart and said, they pay us this much money for these fighter jets. And that's why <laughs> we're not going to do anything. <laughs> you know? He was just open and brazen about it. And to me, yeah. that's the Tory party. You know, like they don't even need to fucking hide anything anymore. You know, they can just, you know, just, just today, just today, like seeing Steve Baker, um, who I, can't remember what he's 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 a cabinet minister i can't remember his exact role at the moment uh he was one of the one of the guys on on uh who had a, an account on uh parlor as well before that oh, got nuked <laughs> him and uh um uh what's his name uh bradshaw the guy that accused corbyn of being oh, a he's not spy. The, uh, the crack houses one is he with the it maybe wasn't here it, it might have been him when they were talking about the free school meals and he was like you can't give the. You can't oh yeah, give yeah, yeah. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, that's the one who doesn't want to give the sex workers crack. Yeah, yeah, I think his name is Ben. Ben Bradley, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, yes, um, Ben Bradley makes Robert Bell. Ben yeah. Bradley, exactly. I think so. And uh, Steve Baker is on Sky News today. Um, you know, just barely suppressing a fucking shit-eating grin uh, on his face. Because yesterday, Paul Dacre, infamous former editor of, well, still you know, the chairman of of the Daily Mail. Um, long time you know adversary of the bbc and of you know public broadcasting in general um yes. is being brought in as the head of ofcom as, as, as the head of the as the head of of the communications regulator and um charles moore you know one of the most you know because let's be honest those are the people you know like your desmond swain you know christopher chope like these these like skeletal dinosaurs you know who believe that like being gay is a sin you know or like that, yeah. that the brownie you know should be polishing your fucking boots you know like these people are the people running the country like right now you know let's let's yes. not kid ourselves here right and and um you know you've got uh steve baker you know the babe Oh yeah, well Andrew Neil, well, <laughs> the lesson, well he he's talked about how he met Ghislaine Maxwell in New York three times in in the nineties, and three he was very open about this. Three times, only three times. I mean, some of us only met her no times, but you know, like he only met her three <laughs> we times. Don't even have so to put allegedly, how anyway. he ended up in that black book is because he met her. You know, so huh, who knows? Uh, but. Um, and but, he did. Uh, he he admitted that he met her. Just um, he did. I mean, this so, is this is. 
allegedly according to Andrew Neil, you know, like unless Dude, I was wondering if we have to put an allegedly there. I, I mean, exactly. I mean, he he wrote it himself, right? I mean, it's a self yeah, self did. testimony, right? Exactly. Um, but allegedly, nonetheless, uh, um, <laughs> just, <in case. laughs> just allegedly, uh, <laughs> supposedly. Uh, um, but yeah, Steve Baker, you know, on Sky News, barely, you know, suppressing a fucking grin on his face, uh, talking about how, you know. Some people are saying that we're 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 happy because Paul Dacre and Charles Moore are, are now the head of uh, Ofcom and the BBC, um, and b- we're happy because they're our people. And so I think it's Sophie Ridge on whose show he was on, and she just says, "So but then, why are you happy?" And he just says, "Because they're conservatives." <laughs> and you're just like, "What?" <laughs> You've got to be shitting me. Like, I mean, they, like, they will just <laughs> lie to your face. I mean, like, they'll contradict themselves, like, from one sentence to the next. There'll be no accountability. No one will actually fucking say anything about it because the entire media's job is to, you know, ask what the Prime Minister's favourite fucking cuddly toy is, you know, rather than, you know, why he has allowed for 100,000 people to be killed. Completely avoidable fucking deaths. But no, apparently, you know, we've got to find out how well, you know, Trump's, uh, well, no, not Trump, uh, Boris, uh, Britain Trump, uh, Boris's, uh, <laughs> Boris's, uh, little baby can draw fucking crayons, right? You know, like that's, that's the you real. You say little baby, but that is a massive fucking that's baby. That's a massive baby. It's not a little it's baby. A hedge baby. <laughs> that is not one year, that, that baby is not one year old. I'm sorry. That's, that's a full on teenager. That's, <laughs> That's a 16-year-old. That, that, that kid has a mortgage. That kid <laughs> is divorced. Is a member of Toby Young's Free Speech Union. Has uh, you know, is uh, I spoke his, to his that baby when I signed up to the Lockdown Skeptics dating website. <laughs> that's definitely not a baby. That's for sure. Um, they, they 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 clearly don't give a shit. You know, like there's there's. Four, four or five Labour MPs who dropped out of the Labour Party to avoid deselection just before the Labour Party sold sold out Labour to the Tories, told all their yeah. voters to vote Tory, and then they all got peerages. I wonder fucking how that happened, right? Like, it's surely that's that's a coincidence, right? Like, I mean, you know, you know, J- John Mann and and John Woodcock and and Andy and Austin and and Claire Fox and Frank Field. I mean, like, surely they didn't just get their peerages just like that right i mean like oh no no surely they did because because of their merit that's that's you know obviously of course they're uh, dogged works. exactly you know their 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 service to um to the realm yeah right i mean it's 2021 like we we've seen two coups <laughs> you know around the world already i mean but but potentially more, I think. I mean, I know that there's been... Um, uh, no, no, no. There, there wasn't a coup. There was just a, a, a rigged Attempted election. Cooing. No, a rigged election in, 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 in Tanzania, from what I remember. But I, and I think that might okay. have been towards the well, tail end of year. last year as well. I think uh, that might have been towards the tail end of last year as well. But no, obviously, you know, the Capitol Hill attack in the in the States, which wasn't really a coup, let's be honest. Uh, no, but it was still... nothing was going like, to happen. They were always was, going a coup. to... Shoo, <laughs> gently shoo those people away. Yeah, so, uh, and then they decided to dress up as, you know, Warhammer cosplay, as, uh, you know, Q Shaman. Once again, you know, very interesting, that whole cross-section between uh, New Age and Far Right. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's getting his vegan meals in prison, and they're all, like, organic... Um, did you did you see any videos of this guy like like other than other than from the day i kind of yeah um i mean i mean no i don't think so maybe i saw something (laughs) from after don't don't say what you were gonna say (laughs) no i I actually stopped myself (laughs) because that will get us cancelled it's been a really really long lockdown Um, yeah, he's, uh, I mean, I I saw one video of him where, like, he, like, cleanses these malls, you know? Cleanses what? Like, he cleanses these public spaces, so, like, I mean, he, he, like, I just saw him, like, (laughs) go into, go into, 
go into a mall and then like just start screaming at the top of his voice at like random people in the mall just telling them that like this place is run by pedophiles and like you know and that like the pedophiles actually run the country and and so on and so forth and then he was just screaming for about two minutes and then the security guards came and then he just switched back to his normal voice and then turned the, <laughs> turned the video off and it's just <laughs> I mean the normal voice ain't great either <laughs> I mean, clearly, um, something. I mean, he's clearly communicating with some sort of, you know, higher power at, th- at that <laughs> point. But uh, honestly, I mean, it's uh, that 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 because um, like the, the whole anti-COVID movement in general has like a lot of very interesting overlaps of, uh, you know, yeah. QAnon of like fascists of like anti-vaxxers of um... these people. They just they just love their freedom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, freedom loving americans <laughs> not just americans not just americans over here and, our, uh... and and i mean there was the big uh anti-lockdown march uh where pierce corbin yeah uh jezra if you're listening i'm so sorry and 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 unfortunately David Icke and uh, and and then oh, of course less, uh, the Leicester massive David Icke. yeah and um, and and of course uh, the the British Union of Fascists or Oswald Mosley's flag was uh, flown at this oh, protest. Yeah. Um, uh, Do you remember which of- after that, like these Buf profiles started popping up on Twitter? And like yeah. all the people interacting with them were all these like seventeen year olds in these yeah costumes that it looks like they got from what's that place on Amazon that sells outfits? It's called like Jiffies or something. <laughs> they look like they've got their um, five pound ninety nine like lapels and shit from there. <laughs> it's just a bit sad, but also oh god. I mean, even more embarrassing was like, um, like right around the the BLM protests in the summer. Mark oh, the, Collett. The Alliance. Oh, right, him. Yeah. Yeah, you know Mark Collett. Um, yes, uh, he former... had the, the ex girlfriend with the massive long neck. Yeah, he does have a huge long neck, but he's really short. So like, the neck is kind of just like making <laughs> up for it. He's definitely got short man syndrome. Um, the guy, uh, yeah, ex BNP youth officer. Um, one of the more prominent Nazis in this country. So Mark Collett's new group, uh, which is called Patriotica Alternative, they climbed up a hill <laughs> yes, with I a massive banner, <laughs> the massive banner they saying like, White Lives Matter. They, they had a and they all hid their together. own fucking faces. <laughs> yeah, proper white pride there. Yeah, and then there's, there's, there's this one woman there and she... Um, you know, and then I've sort of seen her popping up on on multiple uh, social media accounts and stuff like that as well. And I see that, you know, she does like a, a regular YouTube uh, live stream talk show with Mark Collett. Oh, is she, um, she hasn't popped up somewhere else, has she? Well, I was just about to get to that. And, uh, yes, I, and, I thought I, uh... and, and there's someone else who also shows up uh at these uh on 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 a lot of these calls and uh, she's called Jody and she looks like a very you know normal middle class white woman um, well, I think she's kind of she's got a bit of the Shazay Maxwell's to her I think it might be the hair she, she does have the Ghislaine Maxwell hair she definitely yeah. does have the Ghislaine Maxwell hair although so like Ghislaine? in some of the previous videos Jislaine, yeah, exactly. Jislaine. Is it Jislaine or Jelaine? It's it's Ghislaine. Ghislaine. <laughs> but you you can say Jislaine. I think Jislaine is okay. I like there's like a Ghislaine. yeah. There's a Dutch there's a Dutch footballer called Jiz Hornkamp. So uh yes, you know <laughs> He's got four. So is okay as well. Uh, although in some of the previous videos that I saw her and she didn't have the same like she didn't have the Maxwell hair. Um oh. but I mean she must have seen the pictures of her with Andrew Neal and thought I would like this haircut. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my way into the media world, right? You know, it's, 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 it's all about the hair. And um, this woman did show up recently, this other woman. And this was, of course, when Keir Starmer, the leader of the Labour Party, who has decided <laughs> to, in his effort to reach out to the... 
of course, very inherently, supposedly median racist uh, voter in the Red Wall. The, uh, the is Red by Wall having of yoga instructors who live the, in Ibiza. The, 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 the Red Wall of racism. Um, and uh, like um, Keir Starmer has uh, has decided to reach out to these voters by having a two hour slot. Is it once a month that he has it? Not um, a clue. With undoubtedly the, the most Nick openly, oh, yeah, with with undoubtedly the most openly racist, uh, or at least one of the most openly racist uh, radio broadcasters in the country, and that is Nick Ferrari uh, on the LBC. You know, which is a channel which not only pushes extremely racist, uh, you know, um, Brexiteering stuff, but then also, um, you know, COVID truth, uh, all sorts of you know, cultural Marxism. That's you know, Majid Nawaz's special special domain imagine the was <laughs> special boy you know our very special daisy daisy well, so alex he, jones um, he, he organized you know? this uh chat didn't he <laughs> fucking twat on this show and i think this would have been in december you know i think it's probably at the start of december yeah it wasn't super long ago exactly not 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 too long ago uh Keir Starmer gets a phone call uh from someone claiming to be Gemma from Cambridge uh, who claims that her husband was at this Burnley game where Oh this is the, Millwall. We, we no no um, no not Burnley exactly Millwall exactly the Millwall game where the the supporters booed the uh, the footballers taking the knee. Now I have issues with the whole taking the knee as a very empty gesture but that's that's a whole different yeah. thing and I think that's that's a very different kind of critique that I have of that. And um, there's been good criticism of it um Within the footballing, within the ethnic minority people within the footballing community, but yeah. I don't suspect that's where Millwall were coming at. This I really, really don't think that the that the people, you know, the Millwall fans were actually genuinely concerned about Marxism, which is what the official, you know, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, Millwall uh, fan supporter, uh, you know, statement was, you know, was that these these fans that were there booing people. Uh, taking a a, a, a a knee in favor of BLM um, because they were. Sp- scared of marxism uh, i mean somehow doesn't quite fit the profile you know and um yeah so Gemma, her, she said that supposedly her husband was at this game and he was booing because he he uh, he didn't believe in these things and then um you know the the story started to started to take some slightly weirder turns i mean if it wasn't weird <laughs> enough already uh where she starts saying uh that by 2066 uh white british people will be a minority in this country which is uh i mean it's just false firstly and and secondly uh it is uh one of the key far right talking points i mean like i'm a yeah. i'm a schlub nobody and i know this i i know this and it's one of the first fucking talking points is that is it's uh uh, population replacement and uh you know just yeah. the the genet- like the 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 ethnic makeup of, of a place and there's different yeah, ways so they, that they put they call it a genocide yeah exactly exactly you know and and they'll call it white genocide they call it great great replacement theory uh you know margaret hodge will say that you know this place uh barking looks more and more like uh brixton you know there's lots of different ways to say essentially the same thing you know and it's it's coded Uh, what's wrong with brixton (laughs) i I think you should ask margaret hodge that question uh but uh um, we'll, uh, we'll forget the last you know five years or longer exactly once 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 we get her on as as, as a special guest we, we can ask her, you know, what exactly is wrong with Brixton? And with your area yeah. looking like Brixton, please, please do enlighten us. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's there's a lot of different ways that you can basically code and say the same thing, right? And then at the end of the interview, she says, why don't we have laws like they have in Israel where <laughs> only they are able to have national self-determination? I mean, which is like a bizarre concept. I mean, it's like, it's it's not a thing that exists in law in any other country. You know I mean? Like, yeah. th- this idea of, you know, national self-determination only belonging to one ethnic group and within, you know, and there's there's words for that, but let's not, you know, go there right yeah, now. Yeah, I suspect. Um, um, but uh, <laughs> I, I suspect, I mean, if people do listen to this first podcast, I'm, I'm just hoping that no one listens to it, you know, because then we'll be scot-free. <laughs> it's fine. Just pay us. Don't listen to it. We're good, you know? But yeah. if people listen to it, I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, people used to pay me to listen to not listen to me all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> let's I'm let's good let's at this. Just let me do let's, it. Let's <laughs> let's let's channel some of those energies, you know, into the into the Patreon, yeah. and and like that's kind of the plan. Come you know, on, like, my talk like we we just make tons of money and like five listens. 
a month. You know, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> that's the, the ideal dream. fucking scenario. Just turn this podcast into a massive money laundering scheme, except we actually do make a podcast regardless, you know, which is like really bad at the whole money laundering thing. You know? <laughs> Just, We're uh, Asians. We're supposed to be good with money. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, anyway, so she says, uh, you know, why, why don't we have the laws that, you know, allow us national self-determination? And like this absolute useless twat doesn't even <laughs> recognize this, doesn't even recognize what she's talking about. And he just says, but we do. And it's like, what? <laughs> Are you fucking joking? Was this video? That is not the answer. The that is not the fucking answer there, my man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm just imagine it like in his voice as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like but, his noddy voice. But we do. <laughs> but we do. <laughs> oh God, I can't do the kiss down my voice. the <laughs> I'd have to put on a mask with um, with ham on it uh, for it to actually work. But bottom line is, you know, we're fucked, right? I mean, like this podcast is one way of us staying in touch and 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 just like being able to um, have some have some good conversations, uh, but also try to at least make a little bit of sense of this fucking bizarre time that we're living in right now. If anything, this has been quite cathartic. Um... I think in about about an hour after we hang up, I'll start crying. <laughs> but uh, all jokes aside, though, we do actually have a really great lineup of episodes. Oh yeah, and, I'm so um, excited. And uh, and guests uh, for the coming weeks. Uh, just to give you guys a bit of a rundown on what the podcast is going to look like, we are, we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash leftover pod. Our social media is, well, our social medias are all forward slash leftover pod. So Twitter forward slash leftover pod, Facebook, Instagram, the same thing. On uh, Patreon for now, obviously any support is hugely appreciated. For now, all episodes will be free into the public. We will set targets. And once we hit those targets, there will be bonus content, which will be early access for patrons as well. This will include both bonus interviews that we do with people, as well as written articles from the both of us. And other than that, yeah, like I said, you know, we've got a pretty wide range of topics, you know, everything from yeah. uh, from 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 politics to football to music to everything. Other stuff. <laughs> and other stuff, other stuff, you know, cool, cool, interesting stuff from yeah. uh you know from uh from from two cool interesting people and cool interesting yeah things That's, that we want to hear yeah. other, we hoped other people would have spoken about and then now we're like we'll do it yeah exactly you yeah. know we were just hoping that yeah one of you guys would start another podcast but yeah since no one else will fuck it you know it's down to <laughs> us right we might as well. uh exactly exactly no but um yeah once again <clears throat> i'm i'm arjun i'm at arjanistan on Twitter. I am Nikita. I'm Jeremy Horbin, but with a zero instead of an O. And we are left over. Thanks so much for listening in today and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Right. See ya. This is the truth, they want part two. Cause the first one got removed. The five will say my music's rude. But this is the truth, like water, they're wet, them boys see through familiar faces all on the news. Mom's looking at me, like I swear that you knew that you. This is the truth, they want part two. Cause the first one got removed. The five will say my music's rude. But this is the truth, like water, they're wet, them boys see through familiar faces all on the news. Mom's looking at me, like I swear that you knew that you. I got